This week it's time for another book review and the book I'm doing this week is a book called Flip It. And this is a property book. It's about the art of flipping properties for profit. I'm probably going to do a few more property related book reviews in the weeks to come because I've got increasing interest in property in general. I'm doing the extension of my own house which I'm sitting in now. Um, I may be sorting out a deal with my neighbour as well to possibly buy his house after doing an extension and setting a delayed completion date if I was to sell this one first story for another time but I am in interested in property and I'm seeing it if I can get a good strategy for me I'm seeing property as a good way of earning a passive income and earning enough cash to eventually then start my own business so I'm use it as a vehicle to then start my own business anyway this book flip it it makes some really bold claims this book it's the aim of the book it says on the front how to buy, renovate and sell property with confidence. That's the essence of the book. It's written by two ladies called Karen Watley and Tasha Darrington. It makes some really bold claims on the back, as I said, you know, stuff like how to instantly know if it's a good deal or whether you should walk away, how to generate an abundance of deal opportunities so you can pick and choose the right ones for you, why your lack of money doesn't have to stop you investing in as many deals as you want. Really bold claims, a bit, a bit off-putting, how bold these claims are does it deliver on them after reading it i'm not too sure if the book does or not still undecided on that but anyway book starts off there's a really good quote at the start from the ladies use a warren buffett quote it says wide diversification is only required when investors do not understand what they're doing and i think they put that quote in there because they're trying to say that flipping is their property strategy and, they, and these two ladies have concentrated on flipping property, buying it as low as possible from motivated sellers or however they can source deals, doing it up, adding as much value to the property as possible, be it a renovation, an extension, and then selling it for the absolute best price they can possibly get from it. So marketing it really nicely, putting nice furniture in there, tarting it up, and waiting for the best price that they can possibly get to maximise their profit. Now that's their, that's their strategy for flipping. And why they're saying it's important to focus on that is because so many different property investors have different strategies. And in the opinion of these two ladies, you know, you've got to focus on what strategy is good for you. Is it buy to let? Is it HMOs? Is it student properties? Is it commercial property? Are you going to buy at auction or are you going to just focus on your relationships with estate agents? Are you going to buy land? How are you going to sell it? How are you going to rent it out? What are you going to do to make money off property? Everyone's got a different property strategy. Flipping is what this book's about. One of the things I immediately like about this book, and they start off, they're su in such a positive mood. And these ladies will tell you from the offset, anyone can do this. And that's really nice to hear. You know, they heard some myths when they were starting out that maybe property flipping is only for builders. That's something that builders do. But they just dispel all of those myths and they actually say, you know, flipping property is for anyone. You've just got to learn quickly, go out there, fail, make mistakes, learn from them, do better next time and just get stuck into it. So I really like the mood that these ladies have throughout the book. Really positive, really encouraging. The first chapter, it goes into a bit of detail about why property is a fairly safe investment at the moment in the UK, especially in the UK. And they talk about the fact that the UK is an island, essentially, and that means that we have a finite space, finite amount of space, a finite amount of resources to build houses. Bearing that in mind, we've also got a naturally raising population, you know, migration and uh, people living older, 
um, increasing birth rates and all the rest of that stuff. So there's an increasing population and there's just not enough space to house all these people. Also, we've got all the planning laws in place in the UK. Planning permission to build houses is quite a long process. And in addition to all of that, you've got the fact that the house building in the UK is currently under what it needs to be. The government always sets targets on how many houses we need to build and uh, we never really manage to hit those targets. So there's a shortage of houses. Supply and demand and that economic relationship means that property and houses is usually quite a safe bet in the UK and the ladies start talking about that in, in, in the start the first chapter of this book. What's slightly frustrating throughout this book is that they do tend to jump about topics quite a lot in every chapter you know you've got from them talking about why there's a shortage of housing in the UK and in the same chapter they suddenly start talking about technology and virtual reality and how someone can view a house fully furnished in the future when there doesn't necessarily need to be any furnishings in the house but virtual reality will make that possible but then suddenly on that same page skipping onto the fact that you need to build good relationships with estate agents. I do find that a lot of the time in this book they, they could just keep a little bit more on topic um, and really delve a bit deeper into those topics that they're talking about before moving on to something else. One of the first lessons that these ladies learnt during their property development careers is that you've got to let the experts go and take control of a project and that it's actually a false economy to try and do everything yourself. These ladies do a lot of mentor work now and they say that they constantly see it where people just starting up feel that they can get involved in every aspect of a refurb and that that will really help them. And actually what could help their business more is delegating all of that, all of those jobs out to a project manager or the majority of those jobs out to a project manager. I'm going to read you a passage from the book. Rather than getting a project manager in to oversee a refurb and manage the site, people tend to stay in the business and it never really takes off. You just end up with more people working on site than you need because you are the one that becomes the surplus, but you're not earning any extra money for being there. You just kid yourself that you're needed and no one else can do the bits that you do. Let's tell you a little secret that you already know in your heart of hearts. You're not needed there. You just need to let go of the control and get someone else in to free you up so that you can work on the business rather than in it. Time for Tasha and Karen's golden rule when it comes to property flipping. And what they say their golden rule is, is to keep it local. Keep it local. You've got to become an expert in your local area. If it's not your local area, you've got to become an expert in whichever area it is you choose to flip properties and just focus in on that area. Don't go wide, go deep in that area rather than going wide. By becoming an expert in your area, you'll get a natural sense for what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, what prices houses should be selling at, what could they be selling at with the refurb done. You'll get to create relationships with estate agents and tradespeople. And that's just a much far better approach than just looking at any deal that crops up anywhere. Now for me, I, me, I like looking at Rightmove and Zoopla and websites such as that. and I. We'll look at them just out of interest to see what properties are in sale in Bath, how much they're selling for, how much they've sold for, and I'll just look at it out of interest. But even though I'm a complete amateur in the grand scheme of things, I can safely say that I am building up a better picture of how much price, how much houses should be selling for in my local Lots area. Lots of great quotes throughout this book. 
I really like the Warren Buffett one at the start, but I'm going to show you another one that I really like. And the ladies use Walt Disney in this one. And it's a quote when it's what they're talking about here is understanding your potential purchases of your property. You know, if you live in an area that's predominantly students, think about that when you're doing your property. You're going to add another bedroom. That way you can rent it out to students. Or if you're, you've bought a property that's right next to a fantastic school, perhaps your buyers are going to be people who have a family or who are looking to um, have a family in the future. So you've got to understand who your potential purchases are and then do the refurb in, according, in accordance with that to make it as attractive as possible for those potential purchasers. And the quote these ladies use from Walt Disney is it says, build dream builders. You don't build it for yourself. You know what the people want and then you build it for them. And that's a fantastic quote by uh, Walt Disney to emphasize that fact. There's also a bit in this book, this is my last takeaway point from this book that I'll give you. There's many, many, many different subject areas in this book. It covers all sorts of topics. And these ladies now, they're mentors, as I say, and they've got, both of them have got big property portfolios. And they talk about lots, all sorts of stuff like HMOs, buy to let, commercial property. They've done a lot, they've clearly got a lot of experience in property and they cover lots of top topics like that within the book. But I'll tell you something of one thing that I got out of this book, which I immediately put into practice. And that is when you're forming your power team, you need your mortgage advisor, you need your builders, you need your estate agents. They also include in that the neighbours, so your neighbours in the property, and they include some interesting other members, which you wouldn't have naturally thought could be part of your power team. But you need to build good relationship, an immediate good relationship with your neighbour if you're planning on doing any sort of development of a property. And when I read this chapter, it must have subconsciously gone into my mind because immediately after that, I wrote a letter to my neighbour here in this property to introduce myself and say that I was planning an extension of my property and that I was going through the process of planning permission and I wanted to, him to come over, have a cup of tea with me and I talk it through with him because I thought, I believe that if I'm just incredibly open like that, it's better to do it that way than trying to sneak through the process of planning permission and sneak an extension on. By doing that, it really worked out well for me because it actually led to an opportunity. I met my neighbour, really nice guy. He came over, I talked through the process of what I had planned. And then actually it came to light that he was actually selling his property next door to me. And actually it's the perfect time for me to not only do an extension of mine, but also an extension of his property as well. And so we're now negotiating and looking to a possible deal whereby I buy his property but I have a delayed completion date so I can get in there, do all the work and then sell my property here and then buy his after. And that all came about I think from it possibly part of that is due to when I read this chapter about your power team and about including your neighbours in that power team and getting them on side from the start. So I thank Karen and Tasha for that. There's loads of other takeaways that I'm sure I got from this book very interesting point to note on this book it's not published and it was bought on Amazon I bought it on Amazon I bought another few books on Amazon but obviously Amazon will sell anything from any seller and it's not like Waterstones where all the books in there have to be published people can now actually just go to a printers and print out their own books and sell them via Amazon there's nothing stopping them do that and there's nothing stopping them from using Amazon 
and using sort of tricks and methods of buying and getting all their friends and family to buy their book to then make it quite high on the Amazon rating of books. And so it's interesting to see that nowhere in the pages of this book was it ever published. I think it's a good book, but when reading it, it does slightly hint at the fact that it's not quite put together quite as professionally and, and thought out quite as well as many other books that I've read or, or read about property. Having said that, I'm not going to take anything away from um, Karen and Tasha. They're obviously, obviously doing a fantastic job. They're multimillionaires. They're doing a lot better than me. And I did enjoy reading this book and I'm sure I got a lot of good points from it.